Blog Talk Radio. It is Friday, and I'm so happy it's Friday. Child, you know what they say about Friday. Friday makes everything better. (laughs) Friday makes everything better. So we want to thank you guys and welcome you to Let's Chat. We are talking that talk today. We got three fabulous guests. We got a little mix of everything going on, so we're going to have a good party today. We're talking about quality is key, and you know it always is. My name is Leisha, you know, on my right hand as well as my left, Miss Tony will be sliding on up in here shortly. So, we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to talk that talk with you. Oh, 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 
You know we hustle around 
your boy, yo, got it. Got it. It's all good. It's Friday. Yes. 
Yes, yes, honey. Yes, it's busy, but it's all good. Yeah, I've been busy all day. It's so crazy. But we're talking that talk today about quality is key. And I think because we have multiple uh, industries on today, it's irrelevant, an irrelevant topic all the way through. Um, I think Mm -hmm. as in writing, quality is key. You know, you have to tease a book. You know, you have to kind of put it out there a little bit, bring it back in, put it out there a little bit, but that's just part of the promotion and, you know, process of, of, of a book. But when mm-hmm. they get it, you got to make sure the inside is on point. You have to make sure that um, your pages are quality, your work is quality, so it takes time. You know, I say don't rush through it. Take the time it needs and do the research that's needed um, mm-hmm. to help you get through and create a quality um, finished product, and I think the same thing mm-hmm. goes in the music industry. You want to make sure you take your time, make sure everything is on point, so that you have a quality finished product. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about today, amongst other things. We have our first fabulous guest kicking in the chat room door. This author is not only just an author, but a poet as well. So you know we're going to have fun because we love when poets come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> And we got Perpetual Plies in the building. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm lit. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love when she knocks down the doors of the chat room with all that energy. Welcome to the chat room, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. You are so more than welcome. Now, you got to tell everybody about your literary journey and a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from Arizona originally. Um, I was raised by a single mother, and I have one brother. Um, So a little bit about my journey. Um, I am 24, and I have almost died three times. And my, yeah, my father has not really been in my life. So my life hasn't always been, you know, sunsets and roses. It's been a little difficult and you know, that's really what I'm trying to display to my generation is that we all have our differences, we all have our triumphs in life, but you have to learn to be strong, you have to learn to persevere, and not to give up on things, because I feel like, you know, 24-year-olds and and people in my generation are just giving up on things, and feeling sorry for themselves and making excuses. And it's like, I can make it. I fought for my life three times. My dad has not helped me at all. If I can make it, you can make it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful, girl. Yeah, I will I will totally get into detail. Like, I don't know how much time I have, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Got it. But you know what? I want you to always remember when you do the interview, you kind of lead that interview. You you rock it out, and you take them in whatever direction, even if they got preset questions or whatever. So if you want to be detailed, you do that because, you know, that, that platform is there for you to to allow people to experience you. That's part mm-hmm. of the creation Absolutely. of word of mouth. And you want them to experience you. You want them to experience your love for the craft. You want them to experience your passion, your drive. 
all of that. And so we want you to allow them to experience that so that we can get our readers to be like, well, who was that? Let me tell you who she was. Right, So we love it. I think definitely with that being said, like those three times, I mean, I'll share with you briefly a little bit. Like my first time that I had my first encounter with death, I was nine years old. Um, And, you know, I was heading to California to visit family, and we had stopped at um, a red light and a car behind us. It's just crazy how I explain it in my book, too, because I replay this in my mind. But as I was nine years old, I was sitting in the back seat playing with the baby doll. Um, I had my great aunt on the side of me. My grandma was driving, and then her, my great grandma was in the passenger seat. And I just heard something get really loud, really sudden, and then there was an impact. So a car had hit the back of ours, um, like, full speed, um, and, you know, instantly my, I mean, I just smelled smoke, my grandma was screaming, um, and my great-grandma, she died, like, right on impact. And mm. it's really, yeah, it's really, it's really crazy because at nine years old, I felt like everything kind of, it was kind of like slow motion. Like my great grandma, like lodged forward, and her head hit the windshield. Mm. And I just remember seeing like blood, like in the glass, and like splatter. And then my aunt was screaming in agony next to me which we later found out her hip popped out of place. Um, And then me, I look down, and, like, the seatbelt is um, tucked, like, under my skin and my belly. You know those old Cadillacs that have, like, the the seatbelt across your body, like, across your lower half? Mm -hmm. They, it, it was tucked under my skin, so... I have, like, this red blanket of, like, blood going down my legs, and I just felt extremely woozy. And then the next thing I know, I was being taken out. So later I found out that, you know, I had about four minutes to get to the hospital before I lost all my blood or flooded my own organs with my blood. Um, I had ruptured my small intestine. So I was kind of internally flooding my own organs, and whatever blood could get out, I was losing blood. So uh-huh. that was my, yeah, it was, it was, in, in, it was just intense. Um, that's probably the hardest chapter I had to write in my book. Chapter five, I'll never forget. I cried so many times when I, when I read over it because it's just replaying. You know what I mean? Uh huh. So. Um, that's my first encounter. I got home. I healed up, um, kind of. So even to this day, I still have a scar down my abdomen, 16 stitches. Um, and it's something that will always be there, but it's always gave me kind of a sense of life that I really did Uh not have to be here. And so, you know, after that first time, my second time, um, like I said, my father hasn't really been in my life. In any moment uh-huh. that he has, he's been very um, he's just been very detrimental or negative. Like 
any time that we've seen each other. So um, I think when I was about 16 years old, he had signed his rights away to visit me every weekend. Um, He got remarried and things like that, and he just totally disowned me and my brother. Like, we didn't exist to him. And I think at that moment, I really had a hard time because I had a lot of friends who had married parents and things like that. So I'm, you know, at 16, you're like, how come I can't have that? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a dad and everybody has, you know, family and things like that. I have my mom and she's working and I barely see her and stuff like that. So I went out and got involved with the wrong crowd. Um, I went, I, I started just, you know, getting fights. I started being really angry and just, you know, um, I started searching for his love in all the wrong places. So mm-hmm. that being said, I got invited to a college party. And amongst going to a college party for the first time, I also drank for the first time, and I overdid it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so all I remember is me getting into some type of verbal argument with some girl, and um, we, like, it ended up getting physical. We were fighting, but I was, like, so drunk I couldn't even stand up. Like, it was really bad. And so the girl right. I had picked a fight with, she was Hispanic. And so her whole group kind of came at, like, my whole group or gang or whatever you want to call it. And so it, it was a whole riot. And then next thing you know, you know, people are shooting. So I can barely walk. And so my friends helped me get out um, of the building or the house or whatever. And while we're leaving... Um, I just, I don't know why, I don't know, you know, time, but I just totally, like, passed out, like, blacked out. I just remember, like, hitting the grass, and that was it. And Mm. when I, yeah, when I woke up, um, I was, like, being carried or something, and it was dark. I don't remember who was carrying me or what or anything at that moment. So when I got Mm -hmm. up, I, I woke up at my friend's house, and... They um, explained to me, they gave me a bullet or a shell. It was a shell. And they said, they were like, hey, um, I just need you to know that these shells that were shot were because of you and they were meant for you, but it didn't it didn't get you. Wow. And I need you to take, yeah, like take this shell and you need to remember that. Whatever we're doing, going to parties and stuff, you don't need to do that. Just mm-hmm. take this and and learn from it. So Mm -hmm. that was my second encounter, and I was like, oh, my gosh, whoa, right? Uh So my third encounter, I was 20, which was not too long ago. Like I said, I'm 24. Um, (laughs) And just um, I was in college. I was a, a national champion, a track and field runner, sprinter. And I was training in college, and I was at my prime. And um, uh-huh. I just remember my stomach hurting, being bulged out. So, of course, as a female, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe my menstrual cycle is about to start or something. So I take some Pamperin or some Advil, and I try to just drink water and think that's going to help. So uh-huh. eventually I keep throwing up, and I end up telling my mom um, I'm not feeling right. So she comes to pick me up. I spend three days 
throwing up, like, everything. I can't even hold water down by the third day. Pills, anything that she tried to give me, I would throw it up. And I and she mm-hmm. kept saying, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. If something's wrong with you, I don't know what it is. And she just had it after that. Like, basically had to drag me into the car. And wow. Yeah, and so when I got in the car, I get to the hospital, and, I mean, they're like, it's just intense. They're holding me down. They're putting IVs in me everywhere. They're stuffing this tube up my nose, and it it goes into the back of your throat and into your stomach. It was just horrible, right? So mm-hmm. I ended up finding out that, like, my small intestine was, it had, a it, like, a severe blockage, and it was about to burst. Whoa. So that was actually scar tissue from when I was nine, from that same surgery. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would have so it kind of changed. It came back to kind of haunt me in a way. So they tell me what's wrong with me. I get surgery, um, and when I come out, it's very strange. And and when I when I was going through surgery, I had a very very hard time. Mm-hmm. So I was questioning God, right? I was asking God, why are you putting me through this? Like why? Why is my life so hard? And you know what? If if things are not going to get easier for me, I really don't want to be here. Like, don't let me come out of this surgery because I, I can't do it anymore. That's how I feel. Mm. When I got mm. out, yeah, <laughs> when I got out, um, my grandfather was, like, sleep on the couch, and he was, like, knocked out. This is in the hospital room. He was knocked out, like, drooling. So... And I I just heard, like, the TV on it was the 500 Club, the Christian TV show. I think it's called, is it 500 or 700? I don't know. I feel like I always get wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're on um, TV talking about how there's someone who couldn't walk and all these things. And, you know, they heard the TV show and they walked after a while and things like that. So then somebody on the TV starts saying, hey, there's somebody out there listening to this show right now, and they are questioning God. They just had surgery. God is telling me to tell you. It was creepy. It was like God was telling me to tell you that he hears you, he sees you, he's always heard you, and he's always seen you. And Uh he was telling me to take out my IVs and take out my tube I had in my nose. And I'm thinking, okay, I just got out of surgery. Am I heavily sedated on medicine? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. something is really weird, but why is my grandpa not hearing anything? I, mm-hmm. I feel wide awake. I don't feel sedated. I, 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 I was freaking out. So mm. after the TV had to keep repeating, take out this, take out that, you know, God is hearing you, I something in me, it was like somebody flipped a switch. I mm-hmm. literally pulled everything out, and I fell to my knees, and I accepted God into my life right there. Like, I just, I didn't question anything else. Mm. So, while I'm having this moment, my grandpa finally wakes up, and 
he called the nurses, so I, I kind of wake up to somebody grabbing my hand and pulling me up. And I guess when he got up, he just saw me on the floor. So he was he was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's really – from that point on, um, I just had a newfound strength. Like, I went to college. I'm the first in my family to graduate. So – and um, anything that I've, I've went through over time has just been way, way easier for me to get through because everything that I have been through. So there's a reason why you go through what you go through, you know. Right. And, and right. use those moments, use those moments to defeat whatever you face in your next trial. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people are really going to read and really going to see when they read my book, Perseverance is My Power. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much more details in there, but I gave you kind of a a grand scheme of it. You guys just really got to read it for yourself because it's very detailed and it's really intense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. To be so young. This is Tony. Um, How do we address you? Uh, Ms. Plass, Ms. Poet. (laughs) How will we want to make sure we get it right? You can call me Plaz. <laughs> Plaz, okay. <laughs> to be so young and to have gone through so much is such a testimony. And like you, you know, heard what you heard when you heard it because you needed to hear it at that point. By you sharing yourself with us this evening and our listening, you know, audience, there may mm-hmm. be someone out there that needs to hear your testimony. That That's needs right. to, to experience, you know, what you've gone through and, and can relate because what you've shared with us is just powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the fact that you, um, the healing that has to go on in order for you to be able to recount everything and share mm-hmm. that with someone else, that takes a lot. That 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 takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of emotion. But we really, really admire you for that. Thank you so much. And, you know, that's a lot what, what people, you know, um, you, they tell me that. When they read my book, they're like, oh, my gosh, now I see why, you know, you are how you are or how could you how could you sit and write this stuff and, and not feel, you know, like it feels surreal, you know. Like sometimes mm-hmm. when I reread it and look over stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe all this happened, like, to me, and I'm only 24. There's no telling, you know, what's next for me, but I know, like, whatever it is, I'm going to get through it because I have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm. so you have your book. You are mm-hmm. doing all this awesome things that you have going on. So if we were sitting here two years from now and we were having an interview talking about the things that you have accomplished, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? Um, I want to write two more books within the next couple years. So that's definitely something that we probably talk about. Um, I'm just going to be publishing my poetry a lot more. And I'm working myself up to actually 
um, presenting my poetry at Poetry Slams and things like that. I haven't really got around to just that yet. Um, I've been more behind the scenes, kind of like writing. I'll speak about something, but some of my poetry is like hard to deliver because it's so close to my heart. So I'm working on pushing myself to those limits. So I think those are something we definitely would talk about. Mhm. Mhm. I want to take you. This is Tony on Saz. I want to take you to your writing uh, experience and how um, cleansing it was to 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 write. And what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know before you wrote your book that you learned um, after you had completed it? I think I really learned that. I was I was more patient than what I thought I was and mm-hmm. more talented than what I thought I was. I've always I've always written. Um, since I was a little girl. I mean my mom used to buy me diaries and I mean I would fill them up within weeks, right? And get more and more and more. So I've always written but I mean if you would have asked me if I would have ever wrote a book, I probably would look at you like, No, that's probably not something I would do But mm-hmm. I mean that's like I said I just have shocked myself a little bit with my talent and my patience. And I say patience because the whole book publishing process takes a lot of patience. And I'm not a very mm-hmm. patient person, so that right. definitely taught me and pushed me too. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You're absolutely right. It's a, um, And I think any industry uh, requires patience. I think uh, – Life in general, we have to be patient because things go to the left, things go to the right. Um, but patience comes with faith. You know, you have to have faith, and faith is what allows you to be patient. But sometimes when you have to depend on how someone else is going to move or view things, it does make it hard um, because to have yeah. faith because you do have to have faith in people at some point in time. Um, that's just part of trust. Um, but people will fail you. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, you're really skeptical a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you could drop five jewels on, on on an author entering into the literary world, what what jewels would you drop on them? Five rules? Jewels. Nuggets. Oh, jewels. Okay. Um, one, I would just say, make sure that you're really doing it because you're passionate about it. Um, don't expect to just go into it and become a bestseller the next, the next month that you publish the book, because if you're doing it for that reason, like for the wrong reason, that's my opinion. Um, Uh I probably even with, uh, be patient because it's a process. Everything can't happen overnight, and that was probably my hardest struggle was realizing that everything has its milestones and some things take longer than others. So that um, I would I would tell them to not get discouraged. Some people are going to say, you know, you can't be an author or you can't write a book or, you know, you can't be successful in that or something. Just Drown all that stuff out and write that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
I would leave them with something like um, creating a budget. You know what I mean? Um, making sure that you know how expensive it actually can be or how non-expensive it can be. Just get a budget put down and together and try to your best to stick to it. Mm-hmm. You got one more for us? <laughs> one more. Um, I think I would tell them, I would just tell them to pray a lot because there's going to be times where you're frustrated or you feel like you can't put things into the right words to touch people. But you just need to pray on it and kind of let God lead you into what your testimony is and how it can help someone. He knows He knows what that person needs to hear. So you mm-hmm. just need to write it and actually get it on paper. Mm-hmm. That's a nice okay. fifth one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely agree. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat, I know that you're new to the show, but we'd like to do something fun. We love to allow our uh, listeners to experience the author uh, and their creativity. So I don't know what T has planned for you, so I'm excited. <laughs> but we're just going to just get a little bit, just a little taste, just a little taste of your creativity um, unleashed. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight and, and sharing your powerful, powerful testimony. I know it was touched by a lot of people that are listening. It's touched me personally. So thank you for that, sharing yourself. But I want you to create a poem for us, um, and I'm going to give you three things that I want you to include in the poem. And the first is a rose. The second is a tiara. And the third is hmm I'm going back and forth between this third. The third is I'm gonna say an ice cube. So you an have a rose a, an ice cube, <laughs> a rose and a tiara. Give us a poem based on your experience for our listening audience and us. Um, let's see. I've always been told that I am so cold, like an ice cube. Um, I've always been told that I'm like a rose, because I can prick you. Tierra is a hard one. I like the two you gave us, though. Those, that that I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, love yeah, it. I like. Excuse me, I'm trying to think. Um, um, keep your keep your tiara. Adjusted even when your skies are blue. I'm trying to do something that rhymes with you, you, and, and blue. So that's that's what I would say to that one. I like it. I love the rose with you. A prick. We never had someone use prick and rose together, at least. That's a new one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is me, rose, but I'll prick you. <laughs> <laughs> 
what you say. You better watch how you handle me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it. Short and I know deep. that's right. You better talk that talk. Absolutely. Uh, and but you know what? A lot of times, as women, that's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you you people have to be careful how you handle a woman, because even that's though, right. and I think men think we're supposed to be weak all the time. And well, not every man, but a lot of men think we're yeah, supposed to be yeah. weak all the time, or or just not. You know, sometimes it depends on our experience where. You know, we have we we are a certain way, but you know, but then you know, if you handle us wrong, you're gonna get poked. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna draw blood. We're gonna draw blood, and I think that's what people forget. You know, and I think that when we meet people, when you when you interact with people, you gotta always be careful how you handle somebody. And I think in today's mm-hmm. society, we don't think about that. We don't think about the people we're coming across, um, the people. We are entertaining the people we just meet. You know, sometimes everything doesn't warrant you to say something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pride and ego, pride and ego is just a whole big old another show. But pride and ego always puts you in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as an author, as a poet, and as a woman, what what are some of the things that you're feeling about society in today? I feel like women, my thing is mainly women of color, right? I'm a black woman, obviously, so what I would like to see more women of color do is build each other up. I feel like it's always some type of hidden competition with, like, who has the longest hair, who has the longest nails, who has the best man, who can twerk the best, all these different things that literally don't matter. And we spend so much time bickering, being mean to each other, rolling eyes and necks, and just instead of building each other up, because I feel like we are the most hurt women in society. And we're never going to heal, and we're never going to be better unless we work together and heal each other. Well, mm. All right, I like that, and it's uh-huh. so true. It needed to be heard. Absolutely. Well said. Now, before you exit out of the chat room, we want you to shout out all of your social media where anybody can um, reach out to you, as well as where everyone can get your books um, and any events you're going to be at. Okay, so my book, Perseverance is My Power, you heard a little bit about my story today. That's on Amazon. Um, it's for $13, and it's available for Prime. Um, I have a website, perceptionofclass.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Perceptual Plaz. Um, I should be the only Perceptual Plaz out there, so you shouldn't have issues finding me, um, and that's pretty much it. I definitely love to communicate with people who I've impacted or who read my book, so reach out to me. I love it. Absolutely. Awesome. And you know, you are welcome any time to come and kick it with us in the chat room. Anytime you Thank have you something so on your spirit. So you are more oh, than yeah. welcome. We enjoy mm. you. You are a blessing. Mm-hmm. 
And I want you to keep doing everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Everybody have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye. That was awesome, Leash. Mm-hmm. I she love came it. came in with and such passion and, and huh? drive, and you can hear it in her story and her voice in her countenance, yes. you know? Yes. And, and just to hear all the things that she's been through and all the growth mm-hmm. that's accomplished um, as a person, as a woman, just just mm-hmm. into her adulthood, I think it's just awesome. Um, I love when I, people grow, you're able to see their growth. And she's mm-hmm. not scared mm-hmm. to share her scars with people and the things that she right. experienced and went through. And I think that that book is going to be um, an experience for other people to be able to do I it agree. that they have uh, and maybe not have don't, dealt with. Mhm. I definitely agree. So a shout out and all the the, the you know best of everything towards us. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are just tuning in, this is Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand. And most of the time, y'all already know she my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today. If you just tuned in and you're missing the perpetual plus poet and author and you missed her interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives here at blogtalk.com and listen to the replay. You can also catch us on iTunes as well. We got our next fabulous guest coming to kick in the chat room door. She's been here many, many times before. We always appreciate when she comes through the chat room. I just saw her in Georgia. She is always moving and shaking. And I want to tell her thank you because as an author, you have to be an example to other authors. And when I say it's never an event that she, okay, wait a minute. She will make it happen. And her and her husband together, they like a little team. They is so cute. But he, he like all in, like let's do it. But when I say events, she be on it, T. She be on it. <laughs> she is her. moving That's that what theory. it's all about. <laughs> and I want to say thank you, J.B. Zample, for being a literary example. Because authors need to see that. They need to, you have some authors that watch. If they're new authors, they're watching. They want to know what do they do. And you have some authors that may be seasoned, but things may be feeling, they may be frustrated. And they may want to figure out how to make things move and how to do things differently. And you always lead by example. You always give them an example of moving around and doing different things. So I want to say I appreciate you for that, and we thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. She said, and you're welcome. <laughs> she, when I say y'all, she be moving, honey. She be moving. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get myself out there. Trying to get myself out there. <laughs> so you got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen. Oh, well, I'm actually about to release the seventh book of my College Life series. Um, you know, for those who know, now for those who don't, um, I write a was it's a nine book uh, fiction series that follows the lives of five young black women as they go through their years of college. So um, I'm actually about to publish the seventh book of the series. I published the first book mm-hmm. in December 2015, and now I'm on book number seven, which will be out April 19th. 
And I'm actually in the process of finishing the first draft of book nine, of the last book of the book, while still trying to do my touring and all that other great stuff. So, busy, busy, busy. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so what can we expect in this in this book, and how long are you gonna let the series go on? Um, I'm actually once nine is finished, that'll be it. Uh, so books one through eight follow the characters through their um, college years. Each book tells the event of a college semester. Um, the final book, the ninth book, will follow the characters five years after they graduate. So you get to see, you know kind of the start of how their lives are out of, outside of school, what they've been up mm-hmm. to, and um, kind of how they end up. Uh, in book seven, the characters are actually heading into their senior year. So for those who have read the books, <laughs> if you have not read them yet, you might want to. The characters go, I put the characters through a lot of stuff throughout the series. Uh, so mm-hmm. this book is no different. The characters still go through more um, more situations that, you know, kind of help them grow and learn uh, how to um, adjust to how to handle things and handle life in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got my phone. My bad. So, um, yeah, so you'll get more more drama, some more laughs, um, and, again, they're, they're still growing. So, again, they're hitting their senior year, this book. So I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I don't – I read my books from both an author standpoint and a reader standpoint. So I really enjoy this series. So I'm excited to put it out. And I hope my mm-hmm. readers who have been rocking with me from book one are excited too. <laughs> I know that's right. This is Tony, uh, Debbie, and I, that's what I wanted to ask you. Um, how has your readers come along with you throughout this whole series and are anticipating book seven? I mean, have have they shared with you the the, the ups and downs or they can relate to the, the first couple of semesters? How how has your readers been receptive to this? Um, uh, thankfully, my readers have been, as far as I know, have really enjoyed the series thus far. You know, I'll get messages here and there about, oh, my God, when is the next book coming out? Or if they mm-hmm. read a part in the book that, you know, something happens to the major character, I'll get an inbox <laughs> or cuss out or fully <laughs> cuss out, fully cuss out. But um, I, I'm, they, 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 you could call that fully cuss out. We know but, about um, those. <laughs> yes, yes. But my readers have been, they're awesome, and I'm so thankful for them and for, you know, taking a chance on the first book that I ever put out. And then thankfully, they have, the characters are they've grown on them enough to make them want to read the next book. So I've I've got a lot of great feedback from the series, and I know my readers, the ones who express it to me, they're really excited about this next coming book. And I always even asked if book eight will be out this year, and I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a process. It's a process to put it out when you're doing everything yourself. So I don't know. I'm not going to make that promise, but I will try. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know that's right. <laughs> but also, have you run up? But this is still Tony. You know, we have to. I, you've been here enough, but sometimes we still sound like we others. Others. But have you run across uh, any blockage? You know, since you have such a long series and you have them going from semester to semester, have you heard had any writers block trying to give them substantive, you know, things to to experience? Um, yes, I actually went through a, and this is before I even published the uh, the first book, 
Um, I went mm-hmm. through a bout of writer's block for I'm gonna say a couple of years, and that's not a joke. Really? Um, wow. It's just like yeah, it's just like the characters. You know, I would have ideas after idea after idea, uh, idea, and it would just I would keep writing, and then it stopped. I'm like, and then mm-hmm. I, I kind of I was getting I was in a relationship, just starting a relationship, and things were changing. So I'm like, ah, I kind of put it on the back burner, but. It's like I, I didn't have any more ideas. It wasn't coming to me. And then all of a sudden, it all started hitting me at once. And mm-hmm. that year, I finished four. I wrote five. I published one. I redrafted two and started six. So, like, I had to grab them and start writing when ideas come. And actually, for book nine, when I started, I was hitting a little bit of a a block. But this time, mm-hmm. instead of stopping, like, instead of just stop, write, stopping writing, I still wrote. And I just sat down and just wrote. I was just writing, mm-hmm. and things start coming to me as I start writing. And I was mm-hmm. talking, anybody who asks me about writer's block and how to deal with it, I always say the same thing. You just have to sit and write. You can always go back and read it and see if it sounds like crap. You can always go back and change it, but you have mm-hmm. to get you have to get something out because and the faucet's not going to run if it's not on. That's that's what I say. So I, I've, I've dealt <laughs> with it, so true. but I just I push my way that's through it. I push one. my way through it. Mm-hmm. That it is, is a, a good, good one. one. Now, I have a question because, you know, you have a lot of people in the industry, and some, some people feel like um, an author's life, the, just being an author, it, that's, a tough, that's a tough lifestyle when you have to blend in and balance family and work. And how do you balance everything? Um, and I know your husband is really always um, supportive of what you're doing. You guys work hand in hand. But when it's crunch time, how do you balance everything, making sure that nothing goes neglected? I honestly, I just sit my behind down and make time. <laughs> I mean, I still work a full time <laughs> job, and I get asked this all the time. Like, do you do this full time? I'm like, no. I still work a full time job, Monday through Friday, and I just I make time because this career, this writing career, me being an author is important to me. And mm-hmm. I just, I have to make time for it. Like, there's just no if, answer, buts about it. I just have to. So when it comes to time when I have to put out a book, and I mean I have to sit down and really, like, read it and write and edit and do everything like that, I shut myself off, and I just do it. And, yes, my husband is very supportive. Like, he, I, I, I tra- like a lot of events, he may come to a couple of events, but the majority of the events I, I, I travel to alone, which is perfectly fine with me. But when he knows when it's time for me to write, I need that alone time, and he gives me that. So he definitely is a very supportive partner and, and, you know, very supportive of my career and everything like that. But I just really have to – I just sit down and make time for it, and I I really don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If I can make time to go to a movie, if I can make time to do this and that, I can make time for my career, and that's what I do, and that's what I want to continue to do. And so I can do it full time, hopefully, God please. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, when you're not writing, what are you doing? When I'm not writing, I am hanging out with family and, you know, chilling, playing video games, playing around, messing around with my siblings and hanging out with my man and <laughs> 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 having barbecues, <laughs> not one of the time, family outings. So, I, I mean, I have a life. I've been, I, I think I do really well with balancing life. So, you know, I work out a lot, and hopefully I'll get back into um, some kind of martial arts soon. So, I, you know, I'm pretty balanced. Pretty balanced. You mean you do martial arts, honey? You got to tell us about it, child. Talk oh. about it, y'all. See, y'all see, she more than just a pretty face in a pin. You better watch out. I, I mean, 
I mean, I'm no expert. I've, I've done a couple of things over the, some years. So, I mean, I did kickboxing for a couple of years, and I kind of stopped with that once I, after I published the first book because I knew a lot of my funds were going into the publishing portion of um, my career. So, But I kind of want to get back into it or something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll mm-hmm. plan hopefully this to do that soon. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you say, y'all better watch out now. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So, what's next? What's next to JB Gamble? Um, well, immediately tomorrow, I'm going to Frederick, Maryland for a book signing. <laughs> 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 book signing in Barnes and Noble um, out in Frederick, uh, Maryland. They have an author's event, so I'll be part of that event. I'll be doing that. And then in two weeks, right. I'm going to U- University of Maryland Eastern Shore for their Spring Fest which is where I went to college, and they, I'm going to be vending there as well. And for the rest of the year, as far as I can see, I'm going to continue to, to tour. I have a couple other things, um, uh, events set up throughout the year. I'm going to be adding more, hopefully. And um, mm-hmm. fin- I'm going to finish writing book nine, hopefully try to get book eight out this year. I'm not making any promises, but I'm going to attempt <laughs> to try my best. And hopefully some some more stuff will happen. I don't know, but I have a lot of plans with this series. Mm-hmm. I see this series going really, really far. I see a lot of things for it. So I'm just going to keep pushing until I make it happen. I mean, that's what I'm going to keep doing. That's so awesome. Is that like a movie or like Nickelodeon? Yeah. Or like Disney? I, 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 I mean, what are you talking about it, here? It, it, it's not going to go on no Nickelodeon. I mean, I don't think the language is on. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't think Nickelodeon and Disney Channel are going to want that one. But um, I would love to see it on Netflix. I really would love to see it on Netflix, like a Netflix series. And then mm-hmm. maybe, like, for the final book, I would love to see a movie. But that's, like, part of my vision. So we'll mm-hmm. see if that happens. But that's how I – that's what I see for this series, really. Got to put it out there, girl. Put it out there. Yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, but what – after... I'm sorry, Lee. Go ahead. What? No, go ahead, T. What? What's after book nine? Um, are you do you have another series planned? Are you having a standalone? You know, what else can um, we expect from Miss Baby JB after book nine? So, um, I will con- I'll definitely continue writing writing. I have a I have a couple of um stories that I wrote in high school, like little short stories that I kinda wanna turn into full novels. Um, I got an idea on it's like two standalones recently. Um, mm-hmm. maybe standalones. I don't know. So I just have a lot of ideas of other books. So um, I don't exactly know what genre I'm going to write in. Like right now, I'm kind of like I'm in the YA new adult genre with the series. But um, I've written mm-hmm. other stories in other genres. So I would like to test something, you know, other another genre out. But I don't mm-hmm. think I will do another series this long. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I love it. I love to write series. I love I love the fact that um I'm writing and for the characters and, and making them grow through each book. So I do love writing series. I don't think I would do another one this long again. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a sequel or something. I don't know. But I think I might try my hand at a standalone after this series is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While I'm still promoting this series. Because, again, I see a lot of things for this series. So just because book nine will be out does not mean you would not see me at events with all these books again. Okay. Good. Absolutely. So... You've been in the industry. You have your books. Um, Mm -hmm. If you could drop, I want to say drop some publishing jewels 
on other authors that want to self-publish or they want to get their books out there, uh, what are some jewels you would drop on them? And then I want you to drop those jewels on those authors that are looking for events to go to, um, different jewels to help them be able to just know what direction to start looking in when it comes to their events. Um, so as far and I'm just kind of going to put out what has been working for me. Um, well, the pub. So the publishing part of it. Um, well, one thing I want to say is be be prepared to. It could be very stressful sometimes. So just just know that because you're the author and you are the publisher. So you're doing mm-hmm. self publishing is self. You're doing everything. You're funding it. You're writing it. Now I don't edit my own stuff and I don't do my own cover. So I, I you know I have people that I hire for that. But just know that it takes patience. It definitely takes patience. And mm-hmm. I want those who are not even just publishing, just writing in general, just authors in general. I just want them to realize that sometimes, unless you're really lucky, you're not. It's not going to be overnight success. You're not going to grow your readership overnight. It takes time, and sometimes people get discouraged. I've even gotten discouraged. And mm-hmm. you have to remind yourself why you started writing in the first place. You have to remind yourself that you be, you started writing because you love to write. I love to write. If, if I never made a, if I never published, I would still be writing. I started out writing just for me anyway. So you always have to remember why you started writing in the first place when you get to that point where you feel like I'm not making any money, you know, this isn't happening. I get, went to this event. I thought it was going to sell out. I didn't probably sell anything. What am I doing? You know what you're, you know what you're doing, and you know why you're doing it. Just keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Publishing, I would say always do your research. Research, research, research. There are a lot of scams out there. There are a lot of, um, you know, research everything from editors to your cover designers, formatters. Um, if you're going to do it, like, format, if you're going to do certain things yourself, research how to do it. Please, because when I first, I'm going to give you a little story. When I first published my Kindle, my ebook to Kindle, the first book, right? So I went through and I thought I did everything right. I did. I formatted. I said, "Oh, I did this myself. Yay!" I published. I got an inbox from somebody. Oh, oh my God, I love the book so far, but there's no breaks in here. What you mean? There's no breaks in there? No section breaks? What do you mean? I went through and looked at it. I ordered the Kindle version myself. There were no breaks in it. I missed the stuff because I did not do my oh. research fully. So please research every every aspect of whatever you're doing. That's mm-hmm. copyright your stuff, copyright your stuff, copyright your stuff. Do your research. Um, don't go broke trying to do it. You know, try to budget in because again, it's going to cost money. The, the, the events. That's that's where the bulk of my money comes in is uh, the events because I travel quite a bit. Um, as far as events and how I find them. Um, there's one website that I usually go uh, check every year, and it's the aalbc.com. They put out a list of events, uh, like, every year. So you can always go in there and check the list of events. Um, for me, and I, I also Google, I Google a lot of um, some stuff, and Eventbrite is where I also go and find events. For me, because my genre is young, YA, new adult, mm-hmm. I tend to gravitate towards um, ex- like college expos. Like how mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot. I've been doing vending there, and that's where I hit my target audience. And mm-hmm. also, I do a vending events on um, HBCU campuses. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, just this mm-hmm. little little tips. Like if you're if you're writing in a certain genre, you know, you can do the book fairs, which is great because I, I mean I love a book fair, but also try to find events that may not necessarily be book fairs, mm-hmm. but they may hit your um they may have your target audience there. So that's just a tip, and that's what I've been doing as well. So. Mm. We love it. Good tips. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. And since you've been on here before. Since you've been on here before, we don't have to gas you up because you already know what it is. <laughs> I just spent 45 minutes doing this hair. Y'all going to do this to me. over there praying like, oh, God. I am praying. I am praying. I'm not going on the spot. I'm not. You're better than you think you are, Jamie. You're Uh, better than you think you are. uh, Okay, it's going to be very simple. (laughs) You heard the last one? Okay, I'm going to give you some simple some simple ones. Okay, some very, very easy ones. And um, we just want you to do what you do. With these mm. simple props, and um, actually, it's gonna be very simple. I'm gonna give you jelly beans, oh, red bottom, <laughs> red bottom shoes, and uh, some handcuffs. You know, we gotta get a little naughty up in here. We we got some handcuffs. Uh, oh Lord, have mercy. <clears throat> <laughs> You know what, y'all gonna <laughs> What kind of combo? All what right. we do? What happened? We want some creativity. Uh, we want uh, you to make them all work together. <laughs> all right. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. <clears throat> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Trying to mm-hmm. pull something out of this head of mine. You got okay. this. You got this, girl. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Don't get. Don't 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 bite me up. Okay. Don't bite me up. <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be salty and then corny. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. Trinity. Trinity checked her phone. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I had an idea. It flew away. Okay, all right, so, all right, Trinity sat at a cafe scrolling her, her, through her phone, uh, just finishing a conversation with her best friend, Maddie, they were talking about from the previous evening. One thing that stuck in her mind was the fact that the handcuffs that her boyfriend used on her last night was still on her purse. Oh, <laughs> Oh. If, she was, if, she was, if she was hoping and praying that when she was leaving her meeting, when she was in her meeting, that they did not fall out of her purse because she actually knocked her purse over. So getting up from the uh, getting up from the table, she grabbed her coffee and sauntered to the exit of the cafe. On her way out, she accidentally stepped on some jelly beans. <laughs> Jelly bean and her 
bag fell open and the, the handcuffs spilled out. Girl, I ain't, no, no, I, I ain't, no. Because, listen, I, my brain has been fried since, I, listen, I have been in editor mode for the past two weeks, and my brain is fried. So, y'all, she stepped on jelly beans, messed up her red bottom, and she has some handcuffs in her purse. Okay? And there you go. <laughs> and that's it. That's it today. Okay. It was just like that. <laughs> Now, you write it how you want to write it. <laughs> no, but oh I you know that that's a hard, um, that is a hard <laughs> thing to do, you know, and it, it but it's good for the creativity. Um, and mm-hmm. we like to be able to let our listeners just enjoy the creative <laughs> process. They ain't gonna join anybody. Like, what the heck? She got seven books out. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> but you know something, JB? A lot of authors have done this little uh, scene with us and have had some fantastic ideas pop up in their head, and they've transitioned it into their writing. So you never know when you're gonna have to have some jelly beans and some handcuffs and some some red bottom shoes that you can just go to it because mm-hmm. you've experienced it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody gonna step with some red bottoms and have some handcuffs in the purse. Gonna put some jelly beans on them shoes. That's what's gonna happen. everyone can get your books and the events that you'll be attending next um, for those sure. that are just tuning in. Sure. Uh, my website is www.jbvample.com. I'm on Facebook, <clears throat> at JB Vample. I have a Facebook fan page for the series, which is uh, the College Life Series. I am on Instagram on Twitter with the handle at JB Vample. I am also on Snapchat um, under JB Vample. Um, I um, oh, oh, I'm also on YouTube. Yay, I'm on YouTube. I have like 10 followers. That's okay. I'm on YouTube channel, JB Vample. And um, tomorrow I will be in Frederick, Maryland for um, at the Barnes & Noble out there for a book event. And in two weeks, on uh, April 26th, I'll be at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore uh, for Spring Fest, spending there. And uh, May, I will, May 18th, I will also be in Barnes & Noble in Plymouth Meeting for a book signing. And that's was coming up soon. So as far as other events, check my website and my Facebook page and Instagram page for updates. And book seven will be out, College Life 401. It's the experience will be out April 19th. Yay! Exciting. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. And you know what? We want you to come back anytime. But um, <laughs> we're not going to give you no more jelly beans. No, don't give me no jelly beans, okay? Don't give me no jelly beans. I think I did better on the last one. What I, had. I don't know what I had, but it was this this time. I'm sorry, I'm on a total brain meltdown as far as writing is concerned right at this moment. So y'all got to forgive me for that one. Don't charge us to my salad, please. But it's good to give everybody think, insight into your personality because you, you y'all see it's funny, but just it gives people insight into just who you are. I think so many times we see authors, we don't get to mix and mingle with them. We don't get to, like, experience them. And here on Let's Chat, we want that to be an experience. We want people to be able to know, oh, she's she's truly funny, or I can see why this happened on, on in Chapter 5, or, you know what I'm saying? It just helps them just to come mm-hmm. a little closer. And also, I've been <laughs> craving jelly beans because it's Easter time. 
I used to like jelly beans. I can't anymore. Oh my god. You rock out. I know what I thought about doing. So Easter is coming, and um, you know when you when your kids are younger, you want to do fun stuff Easter egg hunt. But I thought about doing an Easter egg hunt and um, putting money in the eggs and just hiding them around the house and let him go find them. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I think that I don't know. He'll probably be like, "You mean I gotta do all that for some money?" But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "If, if you want to go in this house, I need you to go find the fifty dollars." <laughs> sure, forget the kid. I'll take the house on fifty dollars. What you mean? <laughs> I know, right? He don't want to go look for it. I'll come. I'll come oh, for it. He don't want it. That's right. <laughs> Fifty dollars is a lot. It's a lot. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We so appreciate you, JB, for coming to keep you with us today, you. and you are welcome back anytime. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. You are yeah, so, so very welcome. welcome. <laughs> Have a good one. Okay, you too. All right. Bye bye. I love when so she funny. comes in. She said she took all <laughs> the jelly beans. And that's what it was. That's what she gave for wearing them shoes. <laughs> but I've been on this jelly bean kick list. You know, it's that time. I was telling Mo the other day, I got to get to write it. Give me a bag of jelly beans. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The life. Oh, my God. That was so fun. <laughs> Y'all, that was so fun. Y'all, she really is fun. Um, just her personality and, and just the, the type of author she is. So I appreciate her mm-hmm. coming to kick it in here with us today. Mm-hmm. We're going to take Absolutely. a brief break as we wait for our next two fabulous guests. We have special guests um, because we have recording artists, uh, YK and J Money. But the, the, the twist about them is that they're teenagers. Follow oh. their passion. So I'm excited to to just hear that mm-hmm. and, and their journey nice. and and what you know how following their passion has um, impacted their world as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, teenagers go through so much; they have a lot they of different do. experiences. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They really do. So we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Um, Let's hit you with some Karis. I love this song by Karis. Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah. Let it come correct, gotta get respect I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick Faking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit Listen, I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission Carrots, you're a motherfucker, now pay attention Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days Now it's time to get paid, dug into my last right. Streets made me a menace, 
Mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you cross with mine. Homie, uh-huh. I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit. The only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane, nigga. Crazy and I'm cool, cold. Split personality. I don't know who. So watch what you say to me. I will snap out. I'm a New York Jersey But now I want to run it out. It's not where you from, nigga. It's where the fuck you at. So I switch that NY and flip it to a break. Running up the check. Running up the check. Yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck. Stepping on their neck. Yeah, yeah. Haters popping off. I don't feel a threat. Yeah, yeah. Better come correct. Gotta get respect. I was born for this. I will, I will go to war for this. If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Hey, first off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Pop pills, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespecting, you get killed. Living like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches, I wear sleep hype, yeah. You don't want it with the kid from Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Feel like a might come with fire. Stop putting on your rap shoe lighter. You ain't never do a bitch, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your rap, you ain't rich, nigga. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. And write a book about it. Like OJ Simpson did. I'm a savage, nigga. I am out of my mind. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and grind. I'm on my grind, nigga. So don't you waste my time. And if you disrespect the kid, you know you cross the line. I see you haters, nigga. I hear you haters talking. You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin. I'm about my paper. I'm about my thriller. I'm counting figures. I see no cross in your eyes, that's why you switch, nigga Oh, you a bitch, nigga I'm counting chips, nigga You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich, nigga Running up the check, running up the check Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat Better come correct, gotta get respect I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no apple pick Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit Hey!
First off, I'ma start by fuck your trap gang Cause that thing ain't the same without and got played out with lane What's the point of selling? You ain't even stacking your chain What's the point of thinking? You ain't even using your brain I swear there'll never be another, never be another I swear I do this for my love and do this for my love ones I'm just trying to feed my people when my heel was steeper Fuck your brother Keeper was hating till he was a believer And why these niggas hating on me? But I know I got my blessings waiting on me One and only and I'm the trillest homie And if I don't ever make it with they blame it all on me On me Fucking the nigga, I gotta get it, gotta really handle being to keep my focus, be committed. Sometimes I keep my distance when these niggas start to tripping, then they feeling like some bitches, they worse than some of these women, they ain't stopping nothing moving. Nigga, I'm on my grind, they ain't even about the money, the nigga don't waste my time, every nigga never die. Nigga, I'm trying to stack, not subtracting, it's a fact, it's mean the way to get these racks. But I'm dreaming platinum flat, told myself, fuck it, it's nothing if they bluffing, maybe I can turn my flaws. Into something. Oh, we hustling, we ain't disgusted, being in trust and no discussion. I remember when I acted a drunk and all up in public, but I know I really gotta get my shit straight so I can grind hard and try to share the cake for anime in my granny floor. Cold, can't wait till I see I had this game up in the stronghold. Only the Lord knows, so please bless my soul. You know this world cold got me while I take my goals, even though they sell the for less. Me, I want some more. No, we really need it, but I never did this shit before I swear there'll never be another, never be another I swear I do this for my love and do this for my love ones I'm just trying to feed my people when my heel was steeper Fuck your brother Keeper was hating till he was a believer And why these niggas hating on me? But I know I got my blessings waiting on me One and only and I'm the trillest homie And if I don't ever make it with they blame it all on me On me
from the burdens laid. Nothing's root from the states I made. Sweet child, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I
been with a star Now I'm an avatar Might need a cab lock Cause I go to war for her Flies in here Acting like nobody knows her Camera start flashing I be like damn girl you blowing up I so you skating on No need I'm hating on Louise I'm lacing on Nothing is basic on Smile on your face Made me say girl you so beautiful What I got in that safe That's only for me and you know Hustle. Never let them pull your car 24 struggle Going green hustle 
protecting everything you have is a known struggle. Nine to five hustle, overtime hustle. Trying to hold a decent job, make your mind struggle. Bootleg hustle, doobie and brain hustle. Trying to ride the latest wave, 24 struggle. American dream hustle, plotting the scheme hustle. Cause every time we close our eyes, all we see is struggle. Tattoo hustle, YouTube hustle. Just to get a couple views, watch a few struggle. I know we all hustle, that's all a part of struggle. It's how we get it popping off, so we all bubble, bubble, bubble. Who you loving, who you wanna be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, that be sucking. You know we hustle around here. Yeah. Who you loving, who you wanna be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, go with niggas that be sucking. Uh-huh. Who you loving, who you wanna be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, that be sucking. You know we hustle around here. Yeah. Who you loving, who you wanna be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, go with niggas that be sucking. I'm after they chins. I'm making hits from the Fed. Hold out your arm, be calm while I pack the syringe. I am the streets. I represent for the ones that be having that blow in their pot. I am a brick of that 81 Yola. Before bacon sold, I blow up the spot. Who harder than me? I bet he faking. Miniature twisted, he just a replacement. I'm still a fool with the tools. You should be cool, cause murder was one of my cases. I'm on appeal. No, not appeal, dummy. I just said I'm on appeal. And if it go right for me, I see some lightning. Before 2020, I'm off of this deal. I'm tired of the fear. I got some homies that I know was strong, but they died in the fear. I know some niggas that lost all their bitches, and now they with Jody dividing his bread. I can attest, I took a blow, and that's the reason ain't no heart in my chest. But I kept a couple of thoughts in my pocket to keep it a thousand. It's smart to invest, and I be on the burner, be checking my page. Fuck the CEO, he won't catch me today. He know it's real when he look in my face. I got a swag in my khakis and gray, and I never complain. I don't do drugs or nothing, the dead and the numb of my pain. I ate a 30, and hell yeah, it hurt it, but I made a choice, and it came with the game. I am the truth, I'm in the cell recording. My nigga, I'm not in the booth. But you wouldn't know by the way that I flow out this gutter shit You think I'm missing my tooth Keep it a buck, mix me with that Why ain't my street niggas hitting my app? Why am I hustling when I'm at the door? It showed that you never did nothing for black But I got a heart for the streets I need a play to get back in the start of the streets If I catch you slipping out high at the club I'm up on your ass like barking a tree And you know what to do Keep it a hundred, pull out the cabbage my nigga and punt it Or you can reject it, but you gon' accept it I'm taking this here cause I want it, so run it Heart of the street I am the one that they missing, my nigga, I'm part of the street, part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga, I'm part of the street, part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga, I'm part of the street, part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga, I'm part of the street. I told you before I was going for the dope. Gun on your hoe like I come for the dope. I ain't playing, I promise that I am the goat. And you paid for this quote, so it's murder, you wrote. Half of these street niggas, cookies and cream. Can't go a day without loud in the lean. Man, trick on the cheek if she fit in the jeans. While they partners in prison, surviving on beans. That ain't for me, I get mine out the mud. Plant me in concrete, and I still a bud. I am a hustler, if ever it was. Threw up the H right in front of the judge. Left out of court and went back to my cell. Tucking my chin, never tucking my tail. Visited D, told her this ain't 
say goodbye, but it is see you later. Just keep me with mail. When they say I went broke since I've been in the flare. They making that up and just running their head. If anything, move on a yard. I got a part, regardless of they breaking bread. Family, nigga. Texas on mine. Shout out to Funky for pushing them lines. Most of these niggas is amateurs. All of these calendars here in the city still mine. Damn the funk. Ask your big homies how many niggas I'm in line in the trunk. And when I left the streets, I just changed up the venue. Cause now it continues. They line, they bunk. It's part of the game and we all got a choice. I got no regrets. You can hear my voice. Most of these niggas is called. Fairs get involved and they get to rolling like Royce. Back to the street like they didn't do it. Niggas embrace them like they never knew it. These bras no different cause they don't rebuke it. This niggas a rat and you bitches is stupid. No discipline. They don't live by the code. That's why so many of these suckers told. I wish I wish on you love. You won't get a hug. You left my little boy in the cold. But I'm finna go and these fuck niggas know when my feet get the flow and I'm fixing the flow. Now I'm your bro or whatever I need. Like money, whatever. You got me for sure. But just by the record and that'll be good. Supporting this music I got for the hood. I took some time out and bought me some sense. Now I'm just waiting to walk out the fence. I'm the heart of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. Part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. Part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. Part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. 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 2019, man. Faded dreams. Shout out to the world. Hop up in the bins on. Yeah, we finna make a play. Finna be a touchdown. Hey, let's go. Hey, hop up in the bins on. Yeah, we finna make a play. It finna be a touchdown. All my brothers in the background. Hey, all my brothers in the background. Hey, yeah, we keep it 100. We ain't making no songs. We gotta keep our grinding. Gotta keep our shining. Our time is coming. Hey. Our time is coming. Hey, catch me rolling up. Look, I be rolling up and I be trying to ease the pain. I was just a young and I was locked up in the shame. I'm trying to make it, put my fam on so we can see a different planet. Spaceship about to take off. Yeah, we too lit. And we really with this sh- Had to switch it up and yeah, we still up on the flow. Hey, no, we ain't bother about to go. Hey, hey. Hey, hop up in the Benz, yeah, we finna make it play, it finna be a touchdown, all my brothers in the background, Hey, hey, hey.